how's it going, everybody? You're listening to another episode of the Supermarcado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very, very best in video game music. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. What Carl is alluding to is that today is a very exciting episode um, because it is the last of the Shovel Knight uh, DLC games, and it means Mm -hmm. it's one of the last times that we might get a brand new Jake Kaufman Shovel Knight soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, I'm still hoping out that there's going to be many more sequels and spin-offs to this series because we, we just know there's can't gonna be at least enough. one, yeah. Yeah, but this is <laughs> the end of an era for sure. The end of what we can call the treasure trove uh, experience of Shovel Knight. This game took so long to develop. I felt like I've been waiting this game forever. And it's so wonderful to finally get another Jay Kaufman score in a spotlight episode. We're just so excited to be focusing on Shovel Knight, King of Cards. And what Jake did on the soundtrack release is he included um, all the music also to Shovel Knight Showdown, which he also did. And that was kind of a separate little battle game that was launched the same day as King of Cards. And so we're including some of that music today. He included all that in uh, what he called the King of Cards soundtrack. Um, So yeah, this is so good. He just did an an amazing job. He really outdid himself on the score. I'm really excited to dive into it. Carl, I have something embarrassing to admit. Um, I, a couple years ago, I bought the, um, what at the time was the complete treasure trove collection, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't able to figure out how to play the other games. I don't, do you just have to beat all the way through the you have to game in order to unlock it because i've already beaten shovel knight i know that you have to obviously you have to update it and make sure that you have the most updated version i would be surprised if you had to beat every previous one in order to play that but maybe that is true anyone who has any other insight if um, someone can help me because i've i've still never actually played any of the the spin-offs yeah because i i guess i just didn't feel like replaying the entire shovel i'm sure somebody can help you figure that out but yeah in any case this is such an exciting day i've been waiting so long for the score a lot of the work of king of cards uh jake said on his listening party he actually did years ago uh even some of it starting back in the specter of torment days and so especially the joustus music some of that was started many years ago and so this is a long overdue release so exciting what you guys heard playing in let's just dive into this wonderful music you guys heard the trailer to king of cards and we thought that was a good way to not give anything away but also let you know some of the themes that you're gonna uh you know expect to hear in the score they always do that for the trailers they always do like full real kind of sequenced orchestral instrument versions which i think is a cool kind of thing to not give away what the actual sound is going to be and continuing in the the footsteps of all the shovel knight music this is of course again vrc6 all done in Tracker, And so on Jake's listening party, he actually just played all the music from Tracker, which was <laughs> cool. So you got to kind of see everything. Uh, such an inspiration. Let's start out with the first thing you experience, the first thing you hear in the game. This is a proclamation most high storybook intro composed by Jake Kaufman. <laughs>
Well, that Jesus sure gets Christ. you excited <laughs> for this adventure. That was a proclamation most high. It's the intro theme to Shovel Knight King of Cards, a new piece of music composed by Jay Kaufman that is very successfully incorporating old themes, at this point classic Shovel Knight themes, and he definitely does that throughout the score. Um, there are technically 48 new pieces of music. Some of those obviously evoke previous themes, but uh, oh my gosh, we're off to a great start. I don't know, man. I don't know if I, I can do this. I, this is too good. I, <laughs> I'm i at a loss for words. It's so... I, I can't even talk. I'm so amazed. That was <laughs> Speechless. Phenomenal. He's speechless, folks. Oh my God. Yeah, I mean... What I love about uh, these, this sort of expanded Shovel Knight universe in terms of what Jake's been bringing to the table for the last uh, several years, I guess, you know, with mm-hmm. Plague of Shadows and Spectre of Torment and now with King of Cards, yeah. is he's really tapping into uh, the classical music sort of roots of the, the Shovel Knight mm-hmm. music is mostly built off of, I think, sort of tropes and tapping into kind of this. I don't know, medieval, middle ages, a lot of musical sort of cliches. But what's Mm -hmm. been so fun about all the expansions is I feel like he really immerses himself in uh, a very sophisticated, bygone, classical with the capital C style. And uh, I think King of Cards is probably the occasion that's most ripe for that because this is all music that, that... kind of sounds like the aristocracy of some sort of noble British king and uh, he's having true. so much fun with that but what just struck me throughout this entire composition is I don't think there's ever been a video game composer who has done so- and I don't want to just say an accurate job because it's not just a pastiche but has the kind of it feels like new vocabulary. classical music. It feels like a new classical Absolutely. score. <laughs> and I don't know about you Carl but what I so loved about this track was I also love how narrative it was. It really reminded me of like early Disney underscore mm-hmm. from like Snow White or Bambi or something where it's yeah. it's very limber and it's almost like cartoon music that can sort of stop and start. And well, there are so many technical delightful. things I'm excited to talk about that Jake really pushed the envelope with in the score. Yeah, and man. I think we're going to be able to talk about that with some of the Joustus music. Now that's the card game that you, that you play in King of Cards. And Jake has been, you know, working on basically this classical, neoclassical suite for all the Joustus music. So all of that, other than one piece of music, is all classical. Uh, And that represents maybe what he spent the most time on in some ways with this score. And so what we're going to do, we're going to split it up a little bit. Because if you listen to the actual soundtrack uh, order, the Justice music is all right in a row. And I kind of thought it'd be nice to split it up a little bit. Cool. And so we're going to play two Justice themes. We're going to play a couple different ones. We're going to go back to a few more and then continue on with the score. Let's start off with a piece called These Noble Halls, which is the Village House Justice theme.
You guys are listening to These Noble Halls, which is the village house Justice theme from King of Cards, composed by Jake Kaufman. Yeah, and there's just so many amazing things he does, particularly in these classical pieces. He does so much with ornamentation and expression and grace notes. One thing that you'll notice in this score is he does a lot of beautiful moments of tempo changes and rubato, basically trying to make the music feel performed and living and breathing, which as you know, Will, is very difficult to do on Tracker. And it's part of the fun of sort of humanizing the computer music. I really mm-hmm. don't know if there's anybody else alive who could do exactly what Jake's doing. And I don't just mm-hmm. mean the sort of spot on, you know, 18th century musical vocabulary and earlier it what Mm -hmm. what what this what I I just love these harmonic adventures it reminds me a lot of like if you listen to the music of a composer like Bach where um, it's it's so dexterous and there's all of this ornamentation and there's so much beautiful counterpoint and interplay but really if you look at all of the sort of different key centers from one moment you're in G minor and then it's G major and then you sort of move into E flat there's like it's constantly on a journey but it's it's very logical um, and mm-hmm. that's the sort of side of classical functional harmony that Jake is just having so much fun with. But it's really spot on. I mean, yeah. I don't think anything like it's this crazy. has ever been achieved because I don't think a composer no, would go to these lengths to write such a beautiful, sophisticated piece of music, but then do it for an 8-bit Nintendo console. I mean, you have bona fide, mm-hmm. like, a respected Japanese classical composer uh, like Sugiyama, but, you know, his video game music is not nearly this sophisticated. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just, I can't think of anything else other than Shovel Knight where I've ever heard anything like this. And so the music is phenomenal. It's really sublime. It's brilliantly written. I especially love the attention to detail on the yeah, bass exactly. part. Like it's it's not just playing roots and it's very uh, authentic to... Well, what I love about his neoclassical music, especially for King of Cards, is like you said, it's incredibly authentic, but he's also still pushing the envelope and that's right. why it really that's does so feel amazing. like fresh you know, new classical music. Let's play one more Joustus theme before we move on to uh, some other different types of music in the score. This is, um, uh, is, Will, is he making up like his own genre style here? Uh, Meg Mazurka? Yeah, I think it's a, it's just a, it's almost like a David Wise, Donkey Kong Country kind of pun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is maz- so. This must be a mazurka, or maybe yes, it isn't, it is. and it's just. <laughs> well, this is funny. It's called Mag Mazurka in A minor, and minor is spelled mine, and then dash R minor. Let's take a listen.
You guys are listening to Meg Mazurka in A minor from King of Cards. And I really do enjoy starting out with um, so much classical sound and vibes. We are going to get some other more contemporary sounds, guys. So so look forward to that. Um, I just think this is so well done. I kind of relate to what you said earlier, Will. I just don't even really know what to say. Like so many times listening to this score, yeah, I was just it's, speechless. It's so phenomenal on every level. I mean, the we haven't even talked much about how he's pushing the envelope in terms of Fami Tracker and in mm-hmm. terms of the, the 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 instrument tones that he gets, how expressive everything is. I mean, it is just yeah. you could spend a lifetime talking about this score and we could do an entire episode on one piece of music. Mm-hmm. I want to touch a little bit about how authentically he's capturing the style of the mazurka, which um, you know, a lot of classical music, especially a lot of classical piano music, um, is based around these different sort of folk dances. And the mazurka is, uh, I think it's like a Polish folk dance, but it's in three. Yeah. And a lot of um, folk dances in three tend to place sort of a, a strong emphasis on uh, the second beat. Um, yeah. Like also, if you've ever heard like a pasacalia, it has that same sort of uneven quality. Mm-hmm. And there's, that's almost like the... I don't know, the uh, European version of like groove or syncopation is stretch sure. is, is stressing like the unexpected beat. And so Jake really leans into that. Yeah, that's so true. One and two, three, one, two, three. And that's kind of, he really nails that. But then harmonically, it's also so spot on just with the little. And you mentioned this earlier, but the bass, there's funkiness happening in his bass writing, even for this classical music. I mean, his bass writing is really, really amazing and just very ornamental and exciting and but it's and also he, he's like Mozart or something because it's <laughs> it's one thing to do sort of a pastiche to maybe nail the chords or to to get in the general style but mm-hmm. it really is note for note perfect i mean it were this to be transcribed you could go back you know to the 1700s and you could fool people i mean yeah. you could fool really intellectual scholarly composers i think it's yeah it's not, almost i think it's, it's almost amazing. funny how how good it is and how on the nose it is i mean it reminds me of that scene in uh the movie amadeus when mozart's mm-hmm. playing at the piano around a crowd of like fans and they tell him like oh improvise something in the style of johann sebastian bach and he just right. starts improvising this perfect fugue and mm-hmm. and then they say like play something like Salieri and then he just like <laughs> farts on the piano I mean that I feel like Jake Kaufman uh, is he's he's just he's such a genius and then when you hear him talk he's so unpretentious about it he's he is when you so listen to this humble. music you imagine some sort of like I don't know monastic like divine creature that has that but he's such an intuitive that's why I he is kind of like Mozart. He's so unprecious with his music. Yeah, it, it's it's inspirational. Guys, let's move on to something a little more classic Shovel Knight feeling. A little more of that rousing, swashbuckling Shovel Knight sound. This is a new map theme. Um, it is for the Pridemore area, Pridemore map. This game is a prequel to the first Shovel Knight. So let's take a listen to Pride Before Order. <laughs> Thank you. 
You guys are listening to Pride Before Order, which is a wonderful new map theme. This is Pride More Map from Shovel Knight King of Cards, composed by Vert, Jake Kaufman. And yeah, it is worth mentioning that when you play this game, you are going to hear a lot of recycled music. So for example, the Pride More stages, I can only assume, are uh, recycled. He didn't make a new Pride More stage theme, uh, and that's the case probably for a lot of the stages in the game. Uh, but that, that being said, there is a lot of new music, clearly, in the score, and so I do think it was a good balance of using the great themes that have already been written and also injecting some new ones, maybe in places that you're not uh, always expecting. Goodness gracious me, this is phenomenal. Here, Classic we, we get, yeah, uh, Jake's sort of modal, heroic, film music sort of side. But mm-hmm. what I love about the style of this piece and so much of the Shovel Knight music, it's again, it's not just resting on sort of a single trope or a safe, well trodden idea. Uh, mm-hmm. This piece mostly utilizes the Mixolydian mode, but we still have all of that surprising classical tonicization and modulating and chromatic wandering um, mm-hmm. that's all very logical and structure-based. It's really that functional harmony sound. And I just, I so admire how he he's like a, a drug addict and his drug <laughs> is... Uh, harmony and he he just it when when he's doing something in like a funk world it's about really juicy surprising extended jazz harmony but when he's in a classical world it's all about functional harmony and Mm -hmm. logically getting to surprising key regions and that's what so much classical music is really about that's why there's a development section in a lot of classical pieces because that's where you sort of take the principal motifs and the thematic that's ideas where you play and around you sort of send them freewheeling and that's exactly what Jake gets to do here because most of us are familiar with the Pride More theme that is almost like the the kernel of an idea that gets this piece going mm-hmm. and then he just has such a delight twisting it and transforming it and taking it to new places I've really never heard a piece of music quite like this because of all the different connotations the modal qualities mixed with the classical mixed with the sort of film music swashbuckling corn goldian stuff it's just delightful it's so good what i'm excited to get to a little bit later in the score is the more classic sounding shovel knight tracks tracks that for the first time since the feel original like rocking game, video game music <laughs> um we're getting back to that sound because there was kind of some departures for some uh some of this dlc most of this dlc music really all this and stuff so, is so sophisticated and so classical and what's interesting is Shovel Knight was a game that really spot-on captured everything that was great about classic 8-bit video game music and Mm -hmm. maybe pushed it a little bit further than a lot of that which is why it was so amazing but he just went nuts with the dlc it's like so sophisticated it, it yeah, doesn't he, even <laughs> feel like video game music anymore there is moments we'll we'll touch on he, he said here and there where he was worried he's like oh i think i went too far <laughs> at certain moments <laughs> so we'll be the judge of that jake mentioned that his favorite thing to do his absolute favorite thing to do is to make shovel knight boss music he just loves doing that and let's play the first boss theme of the day there's three on our playlist we had to cut some great music because we can only have 20 pieces today out of the 48 that he released let's take a listen to boss the swift kicker
You guys are listening to the Swift Kicker Boss from King of Cards. We had to cut some great boss music as well. Um, yeah, it's great to hear a little bit more contemporary sounding shovel net music. We're going to go back to that. We do have uh, coming up here another, the final block of Joustus music for today. We have three more Joustus tracks, one of which is actually a little bit more, uh, I guess, contemporary. He said that for one of them, he wanted to do something more contemporary because he didn't, he was worried if someone was getting bored of the classical stuff. But yeah, what a great boss theme. This reminds me of some classic uh, boss themes from the first Shovel Knight. Well, the thing that's so crazy is the Shovel Knight music is so exquisite, so melodically rich, and with such sophisticated and beautiful arrangements in every single track. Um, And what's amazing about a piece of music like this, in any other context, in any other playlist, this would be like, what is this? This is such a standout. Like, oh my gosh, the energy here and all the writing. But it's just an it's just another track when yeah, among exactly. Jake's corpus of incredible work, and, and that's the thing. It's it's I, I was telling Carl this. It's like he as a composer for me is like the perfect balance of like soul crushingly intimidating and almost like why bother even writing music, and then also just so inspiring because you He's hear something both, like yeah. Shovel Knight was probably one of the most inspiring soundtracks uh in my life that i've ever heard because hearing Mm -hmm. someone so clearly just with music articulate everything that you love about a particular style but also take it further and take it to new places and show you that never heard and what's so cool is him doing that with boss music here and doing that with classical music of like wow you can still write new things like this and it feels yeah, new it's and it incredible feels fresh and well we're gonna move on to the last little block of joustus music starting with that one that is a little more contemporary this is overlook interlude also known as mountain house let's take a listen listening to Overlook Interlude, also known as Mountain House, another Joustus theme by Jake Kaufman. This one, uh, I was really happy when I heard it um, on the listening party. I was I was glad that he went for a slightly different sound for this, the, you know, the incorporation of the, the noise drum kit and that really funky bass. But harmonically, you know, it's not that different than some of the other Joustus themes, a little bit more wandering. A, a bit more modal. This is another one that mm-hmm. is centered around the Mixolydian mode, mm-hmm. um, one of the most majestic of all the modes because it's uh, a major mode with uh, flat seven, and that allows you to have sort of these wonderful 
um, five one progressions where it's a minor five to a one and there's something less final about it so the wandering music can be kind of circular and it can feel sort of uh, to me it has this sort of well it's great magical starry-eyed mysticism yeah you know one thing um that was interesting with the listening party since he was playing it on family trackers he would stop things very early and you got to see that some of these loops are actually quite short particularly for the justice music um so that was very interesting uh, we're going to play two more Joustus themes before we get on to what I'm particularly excited about. Oh, man, there's so much great music to come, everybody. Now, Will, uh, a lot of this music he's listening now for the first time. I know you've heard some of them. Uh, so that's really, really exciting for me. Um, yeah, let's I'm, move on. I'm jamming a, a knife into my leg right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was worried at the top. You were like, oh. I, I didn't know if you had a technical like audio problem. You are like, I don't know if I can do this. I was like, oh, what's wrong? Oh, okay, it's just Jay Kaufman. <laughs> I kind of did that on purpose. I wanted you to have a, a half a second where you were like, oh, no, what's going on? What's wrong with Will? Okay. But that's how I genuinely felt. There you go. Let's take a listen to Etude de Lorde. Will, is that how you would pronounce that? Uh, close enough. Lord Ray. <laughs> Tower House. listening to <laughs> something I don't know how to pronounce Etude de l'Ordre Tower House another Joustus theme by Jay Kaufman some great music again I have to say some great music we had to cut today so if you haven't listened to the whole score by all means check it out I'm going to be probably doing a full block pretty soon of listening through all the Shovel Knight music just because this is getting me so excited um, yeah this is this at is that a great point piece. what is that like a three day venture there's so much music at this point it's a it's masterpiece amazing. it's a huge daunting amount of amazing music yeah oh my god uh, he really I, 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 I really don't want to succumb to hyperbole because I think in the face of such great music like this it's easy to just call him a master mm-hmm. um, but he is and so I think we should <laughs> all st- stop calling him vert and start calling him maestro <laughs> Because I think he's definitely earned that title. He's just I mean, the best. And the thing is, not just with this kind of music. I mean, I've I've sung equal amounts of praise for his funk stuff, his dance stuff. I mean, it doesn't really matter what genre he's going for. He's just the best. Well, he puts oh so God. much of himself into everything he creates. It, the, I never listen to a piece by Jake Kaufman and feel like it's... Uh, missing anything there's Mm -hmm. always such an abundance of ideas it's so big and over the top and there's so much personality it was so funny it absolutely is over the top in a couple of the moments when he was when he was saying oh i think i went too far here oh okay you know we we get it jake you know it's like 
move on or whatever, kind of being self-deprecating, everyone was was commenting, no, like, you can't go too far. Like, that's what we want. Like, that's what we're looking for is that, you know. That's what people love about his music, which is so It's one of those hard things as a composer, I think, when you feel your personality is showing... That's kind of an embarrassing thing for for some of us, and so it's like when people, I, I I don't know. I mean, you and I talk about it all the time. I'll write something, you'll be like, "Oh, that sounds so Will," or you'll do something and be mm-hmm. like, "That sounds so Carl." And I think sometimes the response to that is like, "Ugh, gross." I don't want to have. I don't want people to be able to recognize me because I wasn't trying to sound like me. I was. But just that's doing one of the things doing. people come to but you yeah, for. That's, I think one of the magical things about music is that. <laughs> Not to get like, I don't know, too spiritual or something, but it's almost like you put a piece of your soul mm-hmm. in the music that you create. And no, for that's sure. what helps you live on after you're gone or even when you're not physically there. When you mm-hmm. put a piece of yourself into music, it's, I think, more than anything specific or technical, doing that and doing yeah. that genuinely is that's what people the respond most to. important part about music and i think yeah that is what people are responding to more than any other one concrete thing it's that genuine sense of personality mm-hmm. in something and it's you it's not contrived it's not and it's not about like finding your own lane it's like oh my personality needs to sound like this no yeah. if you are writing honestly it will just happen you don't even have to try it because right you probably won't even be aware of all the little details i mean look the fact that jay is like oh self-conscious about something and those are people's favorite yeah absolutely it's like we want him to go 11 out of 10 always so guys this is the last justice theme of the day and when you listen to the soundtrack you get to hear all of it in order and it really is an amazing feat it really is this like chiptune neoclassical suite it's one of the most exciting new classical movements, really, or pieces of, you know, large music that I've heard in a long time. And so definitely listen through all of that. Uh, this is actually a really rocking, crashing one that I just have a lot of fun listening to. This is Joustus Infinity's Prelude. You guys are listening to Infinity's Prelude, the last Joustus theme of today, and I just love that, just that like, crashing, uh, just uh, just really great. Yeah, but then it dies away, and then for most of the music, there's you know there's none of that drums. It's really just for that intro. Um, but in any case, it's very energetic. This is definitely one of the final. I think I think this might be like a boss theme within the Joust because it's a card game, and so it's like I think this might be like a boss card game theme. And, and I remember he saying that. 
he had to differentiate what a boss theme meant in this world versus a, a, an actual boss theme in the game. Jake Kaufman's music is so rich, so rhythmically interesting, harmonically interesting, melodically confident and strong. I mean, there's such a boldness to everything. He makes most other composers sound like children playing with toy blocks. <laughs> I mean, I, it's I, that, it's just so apparent because, you know, normally you'll hear a piece of music and there's like a couple things to touch on. Like, oh, this right. track uses a mode. That's yeah, kind of there's interesting. Just too much oh, this here. track uses a cool polyrhythm. Or there'll be mm -hmm. one thing of note really to talk about. If we but had then with more Jake, it's like a million <laughs> things happening at once. You know, if we had more time in the season, if this came out even a couple weeks earlier, we really should have broken this up into two parts and just done ten tracks each week because we would have had plenty to talk about. You're absolutely right. Well, guys, we have to keep rolling. I'm so excited to move on to this next block of tunes. The next three tracks occur right in order in the score, um, one after the other, and it's just a power block of great music, getting some more classic Shovel Knight vibes, some more contemporary um, mixture, I guess, happening. This is a stage theme. It's the airship theme for this game. He's calling it Cruise Control. Let's take a listen. This is Cruise Control Airship. The way that he interweaves those themes that we've been loving for years with new music. Oh, I just love that we finally get like an all-out dancer here. This is so, so good. While this was playing, he was he was commenting that, oh, I, I was worried that maybe I, this one was like a little too like catchy or in your face. And we were just like, no, <laughs> I'm worried that's, that this that's one's not possible. too good that you guys just aren't ready for it. <laughs> Well, I think he just he meant like maybe too distracting for the game or something. Because there's actually another airship theme when your airship is more decked out, and it's even it's this theme, but it's even more like busy. This, and he's like, "Oh, I think I went too far." This track is the theme song of people giving up on uh, their ambitions and dreams for pursuing music. <laughs> uh, it's so flippin' good. I it's amazing. Oh, God, my I feel favorite like so even far just, today. What, what's hard when a piece of music is so viscerally exciting and beautiful on every level? It's like the more things I say, just I, it, it. My words can't encapsulate what I'm what I'm feeling right now. I mean, no, this, I again, we you. could talk about it. We could break it down and well, talk about will. every this chord so move fun and how beautiful the melody because is. Because I've listened through this entire score at least twice now, not counting today. 
Um, and so I'm a little bit more grounded on this episode because I've heard this before, but this is you getting your first reactions. And I had the exact same reactions. I mean, I was freaking out at the listening party. I just could not contain myself, especially when it got to this airship theme, because I love the Joustus music, but I was a little bit, I, I want that classic Shovel Knight BGM sound. You want some and, dance, oh you want boy, some funk, did you want we some ever groove. Get it yeah. with this oh one. Okay, God. guys, we're going to move on to these next two tracks are both Trowpel tracks, and they are incredible. We have a map theme and then a BGM theme. This is a silly talking fish Trowpel map, and you probably know what to expect. It's an amazing piece. Let's take a listen. how it's done folks very jazzy nice bossa this is a silly talking fish trowel map fun fact this might be my second favorite piece in the whole score i just love his use of time and rubato in the score it really feels like he's taking a improvised solo and kind of playing with time and going slower and delaying certain notes it's just so tasty his soloing on this on this track, Carl, I, mean, I just have know, a thought. It's incredible. You know how um, way back in the day, uh, Koichi Sugiyama and that uh, Japanese like jazz saxophone player, something Watanabe, did like this sort of uh, album of like some great Koji Kondo music. Mm-hmm. I think it was like Mario stuff, or maybe there was some Zelda stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Jake Kaufman needs to do a collaboration with like Wolfpack and they should just like cover <laughs> a whole slew of his uh, music. Like there that needs be to be cool. some live album of, I don't know, just amazing arrangements of Kaufman stuff. Yeah, this I is agree. Just so, he really has some sophisticated chops. I mean, the writing here is absolutely exquisite. Well, what I love Melodically, about this harmonically, track, rhythmically, you know, just everything. I was excited as you were, Will, hearing all the music we've heard so far, but when it got to this one, it touched my heart in a way that the other stuff hadn't because this is my favorite genre of Jake. Like, I love when he gets jazzy, when he kind of feels in, like spontaneous and takes solos. That's like my favorite stuff from him. And so I was so happy that we got some tastes of that side in this score. And it really right. is a more diverse score than you might imagine. Well, music, it's been, it's like a long running philosophy of discussing music that it's like this balance between the head and the heart mm-hmm. and what's more important in different composers. Some composers definitely fall more on the side of like, it's all about the emotion and the feeling of the music and, Right. Some composers are, are much more about the intellectual processes and the structure 
Um, I think music is at its best when it's doing both. And I think a track like this for me fits that. It's highly emotional. It's really tugging on your heartstrings. But so much of that is coming from this really rich knowledge of functional, in this case, jazz harmony. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, a, and knowledge also of like how to do this kind of uh, Latin bassa pastiche in that it's like it isn't just totally free. It is there is some structure there there's a, a prescriptive form to everything yet you have those moments of spontaneity that that yeah. solo that he t- that he creates essentially with Fami tracker and all of the subtleties of having notes feel sort of behind the beat um any of us that have worked in a tracker would know how difficult achieving something like that might be well one um, thing but that the he result is so exciting because it's like oh, i've almost never heard anything quite like that it's that that yeah. obsession with making the computer making the digital feel human and feel expressive well i mean you mentioned the word obsession and, and one reason why this music is so polished and tight is he had so many years to work on it that he did he said that he did go back to a lot of this music and fine-tune things over and over again and that's we really do hear that that craft um in in the score so guys i am so excited to move on to this week's track of the week This is called The Buzz in the Grotto. It's Troupel Pond. It's a BGM, a new stage theme. I think the best piece of new music in the score. It's classic Shovel Knight. It reminds me again in all of us, maybe just the brilliance of Jay Kaufman in this world. Oh my God, what a gift to live in the same world as this this gentleman. Let's take a listen to Troupel Pond. track is so beautiful so perfect to me because it seems like he's putting together everything that he was trying to do on this score it has classical sophistication it has so many of those exciting and polished ornamentations and playing with rhythms and expression but it's all with this really exciting groove there's times when it's an all-out dance uh kind of funky kind of vibe happening it goes through so many different 
emotions and it's, it's, it's truly a journey. I just think this is such an exciting new piece of 2019 VGM, Trowel Pond, also known as the Buzz in the Grotto. You know, it's amazing that so many, so many things that this music just conjures up. I mean, uh, an arrangement like this is as rich and sophisticated as like any Nelson Riddle classic <laughs> jazz orchestra kind of arrangement. But it's also as as technical and showy and beautiful as you know any like Chopin prelude. And yet yep. it's also as like dancey and fun and dazzling yeah, as a well-produced pop song. Like I feel what I love about this and why I wanted it to be track of the week is I feel like the classical music fans that maybe were really moved by some of his Jousta stuff, I think are really going to enjoy this track too. But the kind of more mainstream Shovel Knight fans that are looking for that kind of in-your-face rocking or dancing vibes, they're going to really like this too. And I think it was a perfect marriage. Probably the best piece of, in my opinion, original VGM uh, that this year has seen. And so, well, the other thing is, it's it's very difficult to reconcile sort of groove-based music with the um, sort of polyphonic, almost you know, quasi uh, counterpuntal music of some of the classical style, and to sort of. I don't know, make those sit with each other is a very difficult task, but you can tell the amount of time that he spends not just in the melody and the drums and in the bass, but the interaction of all the voices and particularly the some of the accompaniment figures, just how yeah. noty and dazzling everything is. I mean, it's just dazzling is the word that I would use to describe this. Well, soundtrack. you know what I it's love? Absolutely. You're, you're so right, Will. What I love about this track is it has that authentic classical cadence for a piece of like fairly dancey bgm dun 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 it's like you don't really get that kind of a thing in like typical bgm so i think that's just great that he was able to do that like there's parts of this where it's like oh is this this is bgm music it's like really surprising yeah it's it's so much more than that i mean it's like we we the whole point of this podcast is to celebrate and highlight the artistry of video game music but Honestly, the Shovel Knight stuff goes beyond that. It goes beyond mm-hmm. the artistry of conventional video game music while at the same time celebrating it. I, I yeah. think some people might wonder why we don't play more contemporary game music and we don't play a lot of stuff that's considered sophisticated by sophisticated composers because I think a lot of that has no relation whatsoever to the lineage or tradition of game music. And there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. But what's amazing about what Jake's doing is he actually is transcending the lineage and the history of uh, video game music while also yeah. honoring it and paying tribute to it. To me, it's that's the best way task. to move forward in a medium is to acknowledge what's come before and then mm-hmm. see if you can almost put forth something that outshines it. But that's a very well, difficult task and I don't know if there's anybody else alive who could do what Jake is doing. I'm certain of that there isn't. Couldn't agree more. Let's move on to um, a couple pieces from uh, Birder Mountain location in the game. Let's start with the Birder Mountain map theme. This is called Some Blasted Hill.
So good. You guys are listening to Some Blasted Hill, which is the Birder Mountain map theme. This is such a good map theme. He was mentioning that in this game, kind of a Mario 3 style, uh, like a bunch, as far as having all a bunch of different maps and stuff. Um, yeah, I think this is a very effective map theme. You can tell that this isn't background music for a stage because harmonically it's a little bit more stagnant, I think, in the best possible way. Um, this is actually one of the map themes that reminds me also of some of his original work in Shovel Knight. Yeah, definitely. It's not as cranked up to 99. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it, it, The Shovel Knight music was so superb, but it's, it's like square one, and now we're at square mm-hmm. 25. Um, and actually, it is nice to go back to relatively speaking a bit more simplicity relative exactly. to anything else it's still very complex and dazzling <laughs> and yeah still very harmonically rich what i like that he does in this track he sort of blends the kind of functional jazz harmony with the functional classical harmony connotations and what's great is a lot of uh early jazz harmony is very functional in that there are these kinds of rules and progressions and these sort of uh, like the idea of modulating through keys by a series of two five ones. That's something yeah. that is very jazzy, but it also there's something kind of classical about it, about mm-hmm. kind of using this functional harmony that the two chord is a predominant chord and then the five chord sets up the new key. There's the structure to it and the voice leading to it that evokes kind of classical writing, but also the the way that it's used, it feels distinctly jazz. And so I, yeah. I kind of like that he's purposefully flirting on the edge of those spaces yeah, for and sure. it's perfect for something and, like Shovel And also, I think that when you listen to this next track that we're going to play, it really sets it up in a good way. What I'm excited about this next track, any fans of the original Shovel Knight, if you loved that music and that score, you're going to be a fan of this one. It seems to me like he's returning a little bit to the mindset he had with the original score. And, and I got to say that since that original score, I don't think any of the previous DLC has really had a piece of stage music that really captures that vibe as well as this track does and so this is classic jake here i love this it's called the crosswise crosswinds which is birder mountain let's take a listen back folks classic shovel knight classic vert here this is birder mountain stage theme known as the crosswise crosswinds 
There's an effect that he does throughout this score that I absolutely love, and uh, it's something that I feel like started in the sort of modern chiptuner scene. It's something that I, I really didn't start noticing until uh, relatively recently, maybe about like hmm. four or five years ago, is when I feel like I started hearing it all the time. And it's the effect of uh, creating an instrument, particularly for the triangle, that starts an octave or two above and quickly does a portamento fall down to the it note. It has an attack to it, like yeah, a drum it quality boom, to it. Boom, boom. It almost like sounds a like a, a voice crack or something. Um, but it, it, yeah, it's, it's very tasty. biting, and the thing that's really effective about it is oftentimes unless you kind of in post EQ all the instruments, uh, the triangle is something that it doesn't always cut out in certain kinds of speakers without a lot mm -hmm. of uh, bass resonance or because it's so rich in overtones it, it, it's not always clear enough to hear the bass by doing a technique like that it it really makes all the bass movement really prominent and because yeah that's true it's it uh typically it's the, it starts at the same pitch so if it's boom it starts boom I can't do it yeah. with my voice perfectly, but nice it, try. It makes <laughs> it, it gives sort of a, a, a little bit more projection to the bass, and it's just really cool. It's it's this technique that does it's not a cool sound, sound effect. organic. It it definitely has a lot of connotations of sort of digital synthesized can, um, techno kind of stuff. I know he's done this previously, but I hope that he can release an NSF of the King of Cards music just to kind of for people to be able to study it and um, you know learn from it yeah that's such a good stage theme okay guys like i said one thing that he included in this soundtrack is the showdown music which is that separate fighting game and what we're going to do we're going to split it up a little bit we're going to play three pieces there's only i think like four or five total um three pieces from the showdown stuff uh we're going to start with one here and then go back to a couple of other uh king of cards tracks two more showdowns and then playing out with the ending of uh, King of Cards. So uh, this is really good. This is the title theme of Showdown. It's just so rousing and exciting and fun. This is Fields of Fire. Exciting. You guys are listening to Fields of Fire, the title theme to Shovel Knight Showdown, which was also uh, released, included the same day that King of Cards was. Oh my god. Just wonderful. I mean, this is, it's so, it's such a beautiful way of acknowledging the, as you described it, Carl, the end of an era, but the mm -hmm. culmination of the entire package of, of Shovel Knight and yeah. doing this just marvelous uh, retelling, I guess, of the main Shovel Knight theme, yeah. um, but in this really bombastic way that, that features these much more syncopated rhythms, but also has the sort of 
classical filigree and all that ornamentation that's just so lovely and then just really pushing things in a dramatic sense too yeah uh it's it's it it definitely <laughs> is is so fun and it's also perfect for this you know showdown game that is more about this if i believe sort of like a competitive multiplayer um, sort of yeah, it's experience. a fighting game, but it's also yeah. fitting that this comes at the uh, end of all of this, you know, Shovel Knight stuff. I imagine there's some emotional connection for Jake revisiting this theme yeah. in a different context. What, what feels good is we know that for sure we're going to get at least one more full-blown new score in the Shovel Knight world with Shovel Knight Dig. Um, and that sound is going to be really cool. He mentioned, cause there was a trailer and he mentioned that for that, he's going a totally different direction. He's doing this kind of souped up dream 16 bit sound where he's combining FM synth and sampled SNES style music to create, you know, what he would consider like a dream S uh, 16 bit sound chip. And so that's going to be really cool. Uh, I'm excited to just have all new themes, completely original, that's going to be awesome. All right, guys, let's go back to the King of Cards world. Two final boss themes we have here. We're going to start off with Boss, the Twilight of Tomorrow. <laughs> guys are listening to boss the twilight of tomorrow from king of cards and we're approaching the end of our playlist there's one more boss theme after this um and it's the final final boss theme of king of cards um and and like i said before that seems to be one of jake's favorite areas of composition is is boss themes and you can kind of hear that when you listen to his boss music it's very epic and exciting but there's there's a fun to his boss music that is not present in so much boss music. So you can tell he's having fun, and I think it's pretty contagious. It's vert unleashed for sure. And <laughs> uh, I yeah, I, interesting that I feel like he particularly likes writing boss or action oriented music in three. Um, I think there's something hmm. kind of asymmetrical about it that, especially at a really fast tempo, that triple meter has this sort of unstable quality to it that I think is really effective and it definitely avoids feeling cliche because just how nimble a piece of music like this this is very difficult to write this is not Mm -hmm. um, it's not just like a simple rock groove it's not just plain background music it's very active it's very um, yeah it's just remarkable I mean like everything when he does something beautiful and lyrical it's breathtaking and when he does something ornamental and sort of posh and pretty that's Mm -hmm. also really inspiring and then doing something like this that's cranked up to 11 that's riding the edge of sort of 
progressive rock meets classical. But again, even me describing that, like, I feel like if someone told me that, I would expect something much more cliche. Right. Again, Jake just dazzles and surprises us with the level of detail and attention to detail that he brings that goes so far beyond what I think most other composers would do and really Mm -hmm. what's even needed of him for the assignment. (laughs) Yeah, that's absolutely true. Well, guys, this is the last boss theme of the game and, you know, the final boss theme of this Shovel Knight treasure trove experience. Let's take a listen to Boss Fit to be Crowned. Such a good boss theme. You guys are listening to Fit to be Crowned. I uh, really enjoyed that he went with a meter of seven for this one, which Will was talking about kind of surprise and unexpectedness. That's definitely what you get from this meter and especially how he uses it in this boss theme. Again, incorporating old themes that we know and love, uh, making it new and fresh. Uh, just such a tasteful job that Jake did and that might be a word that you would be surprised to hear because his music is so bombastic and many times cranked to 11 but it is also tasteful how he approaches reusing old themes and you know kind of weaving them with new material just outstanding work this is how you do boss music absolutely outstanding I love his harmonic daring and he definitely uh, you can hear his influence from whether you want to call it 20th century music or I guess really probably most honestly it's film music uh, that oh, sort of sure. you know these extended slash chords and augmented major sevenths and all, all this sort of wonderful it's very harmony filmic. that's very cinematic yeah he's really good at that sound too I mean he's dabbled in that here and there in some of his game Jake's projects. whole he, career it's like I don't know what it's preparing for but he has the most <laughs> impressive resume and sort yeah. of a, a he can wonderfully do rich body of work I think it comes from being such a nerd of media and <laughs> wow, music. Wow, wait a Wow. No, but truly he is. I think he would tell you that too. I mean, he's a, sure. he's a scholar and a nerd of all this stuff and just gets so excited by it. And I just love the he's idea such of a like bright guy. G- giving him a compliment and be like, I think it just comes from being like a huge nerd and just I did, like a I total meant that loser. in the best possible way. I basically I should have said scholar. Someone who really appreciates yeah. and respects <laughs> and learns a lot about the the kinds of things he he's yeah, interested in. And also in. just like a total dweeb, right? <laughs> <laughs> total dork. Oh man, I love this man so much. All right, guys, let's play a couple more showdown pieces before we close things out. Um, this is great. This is the character select uh, theme for showdown. So imagine that kind of vibe from typical fighting games. He did a good job tapping into this. This is select a character. 
you guys are listening to Select a Character from Showdown. And I really loved, uh, and there's a couple moments in the Showdown music, he's having a lot of fun slightly tapping into some kind of fighting game cliches, but still making it, you know, at home in the Shovel Knight world. I think he had a really good time with that. And really, the Showdown music is a wonderful change of pace to some of the more classical uh, King of Cards music. Totally, yeah. This, this one's, one's groovy. groovy as heck. <laughs> I really like that. Dun, 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 dun. There's like that sort of Jake Kaufman rhythm in there. Yeah, that's um, Mighty Switch Force vibe. Definitely. This one is amazing. Okay, guys, we're going to play <laughs> this next track is a banger. So banger alert, everybody. Uh, yeah, this is one of my favorites in the whole score. It's the battle theme when you're fighting in Showdown. It's called War- The War in the Mirror. Coliseum from Showdown, composed by Jake Kaufman. God, so rocking. I'm so glad that they made Showdown and that that was included on the soundtrack because I will say that it was that one slightly missing ingredient, missing element to the score. And so it's so great to wrap up our episode with this really rocking, catchy, in-your-face kind of traditional VGM sound. This is delightful. Absolutely. I was thinking the same thing. Uh, this is probably one of the more, I guess, traditional, if you want to call it, <laughs> video game things. It's funny that the most sort of like rocking and, uh, I guess, progressive sounding thing is the most traditional. But mm-hmm. this isn't, you know, this is video game music. It isn't just an yeah. album of sort of like neoclassical stuff. And almost the elephant in the room, this is all incredibly programmed chip music. So, yeah. I mean, even the classical stuff, it, it's more than just that. It's the sort of humorous double well, commentary of it being video game music that's so um, sophisticated and old-fashioned sounding. What you guys are probably hearing right now, what I did is I, I kind of faded in uh, the other theme that happens when I think you have 20 seconds left in a stage. It's called Make Haste, um, and I thought that was also really good. It's basically kind of cranking the tempo up. Uh, it just that happens a lot. It's one of those traditions for fighting games, or when you only have a little bit of time left. Like they really, you know, kind of bring the the excitement and the epicness. Uh, guys, this was so fun uh, to explore this brand new score with all of you, and to get Will's you know first reactions to a lot of this music. It's just such a treat to have a Jake Kaufman spotlight. It's been too long, and I hope it's not too long before we get to do another one. I can't think of a better composer, a better topic. To kind of end our our third century 
Well, it's not a, not a century, but yeah, <laughs> century of episodes. Century though, of episodes. in a way, yeah. Uh, partying like it's three ninety nine here. Uh, can't wait for next week, episode four hundred. We have some fun things in store. We're gonna end things with coup d'état, which is the ending from King of Cards, and I'm also tacking on the results theme from showdown just after that so as soon as you guys hear the ending of this ending you're going to hear that results theme send you on your way which is i thought very fitting uh so we're going to set this up play a little bit of it and then say goodbye to y'all let's take a listen to a little bit of coup d'etat ending You guys listening to coup d'etat ending from shovel knight king of cards and things are dark and ominous this is again a prequel to shovel knight not the ending you might expect it was a sequel game ending on a positive note oh man it's been such a journey shovel knight is complete um and jay kaufman did an outstanding job on all of this music at some point it'd be fun to do an entire retrospective shovel knight episode uh, yeah, this is just such a treat. I've been waiting so many years for this, and it was worth the wait, folks. I still have the dream of bringing Jake on and just kind of going through his entire career and playing yeah. tracks and just getting his perspective. Most of the time, whenever we've done interview episodes with composers, it's just us asking him questions. But Jake yeah. is someone with such an amazing, rich body of work. Someday, I'd really just love to just sit him down and play a bunch of music and say, what were you I thinking know. when you wrote this? We <laughs> might have to strap him down to a chair in order to do that. I mean, he's such a humble dude. But yeah, one day we can we can dream for that. Guys, this was so fun. We can't wait for next week for episode 400. Thanks so much for continuing to join us and support us and listen. Yeah. Uh, it means the world. We should mention that we're going to be playing at MAGFest this year, and we're playing, playing Saturday and night doing a panel. at the Belvedere, um, which is sort of the main lobby bar area. So we're so excited uh, to be back at So Mag come Fest. check us and we're out. We're also doing a panel. We're going to bring the VGM grooves. Uh, we're doing a panel that same night later that night, actually on our original homage music and so that's going to be really fun year so we look forward to seeing you guys there hanging out well and if you're listening today on monday december 16th uh my band ember willow our debut ep spell of someone is out today so if you want to listen to that you can go to emberwillow.com absolutely check that out you guys that's about it my name is carl brueggemann and i'm will brueggemann have a great week everybody peace out